This episode is brought to you by Grant Thornton. Forget what you think you know about audit, tax, and advisory firms. Grant Thornton listens, collaborates, and truly cares about your business. So they're always ready to help you take on whatever this market brings next. See how at GT.com. For confidence in your financial plan, look for a CFP professional. When your financial advisor earns the CFP certification, it means he or she is trained to provide ethical financial planning across a holistic range of topics, from retirement and investing to taxes and estate planning, all in your best interest. So with a CFP professional, you'll feel confident in your financial plan today and tomorrow. Three letters do make a difference. Visit letsmakeaplan.org to find your CFP professional. The Imagine More Success Show is the all-about-you show with successful entrepreneurs and business experts sharing their stories and powerful takeaways while providing you with tips, tools, tactics, and a free weekly gift to help you thrive. Your hosts for the Imagine More Success radio show are the best-selling authors Cindy Hendricks, a certified business consultant, and Thomas Hydes, a certified world-class public speaking coach. Check out the Imagine More Success radio show at imaginemoresuccess.net because now is the time to realize your dreams and to imagine more success. Hey, welcome to the Imagine More Success radio show with Cindy and Thomas. We're so glad that you could join us today. We've got another fantastic guest for you today who is going to be combining some really fantastic science and belief-based uh, work together to really make a huge difference in your life. Cindy, we're, our guest today is someone that we've uh, that we actually credit with helping us get into radio in general, and she's been a wonderful guest in the past. We're happy to have her back. What are your thoughts today? I can't wait. Sharon is always so filled with insight and knowledge about, you know, knowing things that you don't always know you know until you dive deep and find it out, right? Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's a big part of today's show, and that seems to be a big topic around the world in general. Today we're going to be speaking with Sharon Lynn Wyeth, who is an international name expert. She's the founder and creator of Namology Science, which is the study of the placement of letters in a name that actually indicates someone's personalities and personality predispositions. You probably have seen her on Good Day LA or New York City's Fox News, Good Morning Arizona, and in various other cities on NBC, CBS, and ABC. And she's even been interviewed on hundreds of radio shows. She actually combines namology science and her intuition to give very accurate, exacting readings to individuals to assist them to get the answers on topics such as love, career, money, relationships, and all other aspects of life. She's been trusted by international clientele to guide them by providing discerning, perceptive, and insightful suggestions as her vast experience and wisdom comes through her readings. Sharon, welcome to the show. It's so nice to have you back today. Thomas and Cindy, Cindy, it's so good to be here. It's been a while. Yes, yeah. it has. And uh, we wanted to make sure you could dig out of all that snow. <laughs> For sure. Well, the line at the car wash was really long today as all of our cars, we want to get all the remains of the snow off of them. <laughs> and not to mention the salt. Right. Yeah, so we're glad you're okay up in the hills. Well, it's beautiful, if nothing else, right? And it encouraged you to stay home, which is what everybody wants us to do anyway. <laughs> exactly. Sure. Well, you know, the national news said that the snow had gotten so many people out, and I started laughing, and I said, well, it's all they needed was some snow. They could have gotten some dump trucks and drove it in. Sharon, <laughs> <laughs> you've got a really fascinating story about how uh, your study and creation of namology started. Tell us a little bit about your background. Well, it came about in my seventh year of teaching when I was 26 years old, and I was writing the seating chart for the first time. You know, you're given 150 names in five classes, and and you want to make a seating chart because every teacher knows you don't want the kids sitting where they were to sign themselves. And so as I was doing that, my brain started telling me that you don't want you know, Julie to sit next to Joshua because together they're going to be clowns, but separated both will be okay. Derek's going to need extra help. Sit him up close. Stephanie's going to be stubborn. And anyway, by the time I started the fourth class, all of a sudden it dawned on me. And I went, wait a minute. This is what I do when I get to know the kids. But I haven't met any of these children yet. 
So I went back and put down my impression of every child. All I had was their name. And I put it away for three months until winter break. When I looked at it, because now I knew the kids, I was amazed at its accuracy. So I thought, okay, my brain has come up with some kind of a pattern. How do I make it conscious what's unconscious? And so I started working on it. It took me 15 years to figure out all of the patterns. And then it was tested in over 70 countries for its accuracy. It's over 90% accurate, accurate. And HR departments are using it to help them with hiring and to solve issues that occur within the workplace. Attorneys are using it to uh, help choose juries, entrepreneurs to name businesses and products, and individuals to know why they're here and how they can compare their name with somebody else's and see the solution to the potential problems that show up in the name. That's absolutely fascinating. Well, you've certainly shared some interesting information with us over our interviews, and I am fascinated by how you can do that. Well, it's just patterns. And, you know, it was our trademark in the government that said it was a science because of how I went about creating it. But it really got tested. And, and bless everybody's heart, like I was flying different places and being invited to, to talk. And everybody that sat next to me, I felt was their game. And I, whatever letters I was working on, I would say, do you know anybody with these letters in their name? Tell me about these people. And then I go, no, that goes to that letter. That goes to that letter. And I go, oh, possibly, maybe, you know. It's incredible. But, it um, for a very introverted person as myself is it caused me to become extroverted in some of my actions because I wanted to solve this puzzle. And now I'm just really driven to get the word out and get the knowledge out because everybody who's learned how to use this system has has taken my classes, has written back to me after a couple of months and says, you know, all of our judgments of everybody has gone out the window. We see everybody as equals and we see that we all have gifts and we all have challenges. And it's just wonderful because we have a lot more patience with everybody around us. Too bad that couldn't be a class in school these days. I'm thinking about that. I thought, wow, what school district would take me? I'd love to teach it. I'd love to teach it at the college level. That's really cool. I, so, so Sharon, for someone who's listening today, someone that's in the audience, maybe they've had a time in their life where they felt like, their name didn't really apply to them. Tell us about that kind of disconnection that sometimes people feel with their name. Okay, so first I want to backtrack and say how come it works. And that's when there were still only seven religions in the world before some everybody, you know, multiplied and divided them and everybody kind of made up their own. And I say that jokingly. Um, <laughs> they, they agreed, every religion agreed that the incoming soul impresses upon the one that's going to name them what they want to be called. So we actually name ourselves. So that gives us our basic name, gives us what I call our contract with the universe. And it gives us our timing and why we're here and our personality characteristics and traits. Now, when your name doesn't agree with you or you go, oh, I don't like it, I always say, let's find out what it really means first. And because that's your contract, that's your soul's contract. And then when people change their name, which many, many people do, that's saying my personality is different. So how I'm going about my contract has changed. But the actual contract never changes because whatever's written on the birth certificate, that's it. What well, I have, to, I have to backtrack just a bit, Thomas, with Sharon, because Sharon found me to become a guest on her show based on my name. You're right. <laughs> I was going through LinkedIn and I wanted some more interesting guests and, and a variety. And I had gone through many, many friends as guests on my show. And I'd had my show for over two years at that time. And I thought, who's on LinkedIn and has an interesting name? And Cindy, when I saw how you spelled your name and I analyzed it, I went, ah, I want that one. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I did exactly what you explained in changing my name because it didn't fit me at all. And nobody called me the name that I was given. So today it doesn't appear anywhere. <laughs> right. And I always say, too, when people are naming their babies, so the soul's given you the name and impressed it upon you somehow or some way. I always say, call me with the name. And then we can discuss why the soul is coming to you, what it wants to learn from you, how to make it more pleasant and everything. And if we need to tweak any of the letters on how you're spelling it to make it an easier, 
experience for your child versus a difficult one. That is so cool. You know, because we want to keep the, the goals the same. We just want to make it easier. Like if the goal is to get from L.A. to New York, let's just say, then instead of hitchhiking or walking or doing it the hard way and having to camp out and roughing it as you're going, why not figure out how to have a job that pays decently so you can get an airplane ticket and get there quicker? Exactly. And that's what you can do by tweaking a name. Makes sense to me. And it sure. worked for me. Sure. <laughs> Tell me a little bit more about how, how did you study these early religions to find out that they had this common belief system? Well, um, we had a practice in the household that I grew up with. I was the middle of five children. And that starting when you were 13, end of 12, 13, you would start visiting a different religious site every weekend and you would have that experience. And we would start talking about the various religions of around the world. And dad said that I needed to extend beyond all of the, the Christian ones and the Judaic ones because I wanted to be a teacher. I already knew that. And he said, if you can understand the religion of where that person's coming from, it's easier for you to relate to that child and understand them. And so I was really looking into Eastern religions along with the Western religions. And then for my 18th birthday, um, I read every book imaginable. Okay, that came out every year. I did a different book. Like in, when I was 13, I read the entire Bible. And then I went to the Bhagavad Gita. Then I went to the Book of Mormon. Anyway, I read mm -hmm. one big book every year and every side book I could find out. I read over um, almost 300 books on Jesus alone before I found um, Nine Faces of Christ and went, that's it. I don't need to read another book. So when I was ready to turn 18, my oldest sister Said, uh, invited me to, as a gift for my birthday, gave me a gift of learning transcendental meditation. And she literally said, cool. um, you know, in the East, they get this connection with God and it takes them 20 years of meditating. So here's your class to learn how to do it. And at that time, I said, well, if it takes 20 years, I best get started. And what I look back now, I think, oh, my gosh, why didn't I say that's too long? I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but so that so the beginning of my religious everything really started when I was 13. And when I started meditating and then I want to find out different ways of meditating. And then I, you know, if if Jesus was on the planet today or Buddha was on the planet today or Hare Krishna was on the planet today, wouldn't you want to go hear him? Absolutely. And so, and so that's what I started doing. I've been in ashrams. I've been in salons and that's what they call them in thailand i've been around the world studying with different incredible leaders and that's where my interest in religion and people and why we're here all of that started and you think about it our names are so connected because that is our identity in this world and that's what we relate to well and how insightful was that of your father to give you that education at such a young age well you know he jokingly told me uh, which I always j joked with him later, but he said, you know, if you choose the wrong faith to follow while you're here on the earth and you get to where we go next after we die, he says, and you see how it works there, you'll be able to switch just like that because you'll already have the tenants down. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> well, and who knows that that may be the way. Well, from my dad who passed away, um, quite a while back now, um, he has told me from the other side that that side works more like Buddhism than any other religion mm -hmm. on this side. Well, that's the friendliest, isn't it? I, you know, I don't put a judgment on them. I think they all have something valuable to teach and to share. But I remember when he came through and he said, you need to learn a little bit more about Buddhism because that's what you're going to want to know when you get on the side. Mm -hmm. Sweet. We're going to continue the conversation today with Sharon Lynn Wyeth. Uh, if you want to find her, go to knowthename.com, where you can learn more about the science of nameology, and you can learn all the techniques so that you can start to get the inside track in really every social situation from just a person's name. Sharon, um, before we head into the break, um, I just want to let you know when we come back, we're going to talk more about your book. We're going to talk about... Uh, your science and how people can begin to learn and use this incredible selection of techniques and really science that you've created. 
And if you'd like to learn more about what Cindy and I do, go to findhiddenmoney.com where you can learn how to make more money in your business and to help it grow, especially in trying times like this. And if you'd like to listen to some past episodes of the Imagine More Success radio show, go to imaginemoresuccess.net where you can check out those past episodes and get your free gift with each individual episode. This episode is brought to you by Grant Thornton. Forget what you think you know about audit, tax, and advisory firms. Grant Thornton listens, collaborates, and truly cares about your business. So they're always ready to help you take on whatever this market brings next. See how at GT.com. Welcome back to the Imagine More Success radio show with Cindy and Thomas. We're so glad you could join us today. We're sharing our time today with Sharon Lynn Wyeth, who is the founder and creator of Namology Science. You can find her at knowthename.com. Sharon, in our previous segment, we were talking about the fascinating background about how you actually created the science. And, you know, your your childhood was, was fascinating and your parents um, definitely gave you a real push in the direction of comparative religion and gave you, uh, I'd say, a, a very incredibly varied and uh, widespread knowledge of, of many different religions and religious ideas. And here we are today, you're using those same concepts to help really everyone, regardless of religion. And that's a beautiful thing. Well, I think all the religions, the core basic tenets of them are the same or very similar. Mm-hmm. So it's just how they've been modified to work with different cultures. It is interesting how they are very similar and have all those same components. And I don't think most people realize that. You know, well, and it's and it's fascinating, and I'm still a voracious reader, but then people whose first vowel of an A happen to be voracious readers, whether it's magazines or the web or books, but we read. Cool. Interesting. Cool. I'll have to keep an eye out for the A's. <laughs> so, so, Sharon, let's talk about... Um, about how how uh, nameology can really help someone. So let's talk the first step. Let's talk about knowing the person. Um, when someone first meets someone, you know, there's all these social cues that maybe we have that we've that we've been programmed by, and we have. I think there's so many different uh, concepts that are in our mind or um, prejudices, biases. I know that there's tons of biases, literally dozens of them that affect the way we think about someone when we first meet them. Once you've learned someone's name and now you've got this 90% accuracy, how does that change your ability to actually know a person you've just met? Well, when I meet somebody, I always ask them how they spell their name because they're such creative spellings today. And as they're spelling it, I'm analyzing it. So I'm very comfortable with whom I meet right away to know what their interests are, to know how to start a conversation with them, how to approach them, uh, where their trigger points are. I mean, all of that is very apparent, how they learn, how they, you know, what would interest them, uh, what's needed in a relationship to have a long-term relationship versus a short-term relationship. If I want to pitch to be on a radio show, I would know how to start the pitch based on the name. And you have a lot more success on getting on a radio show. It's helped me get on a, on over 400 radio shows. Um, all of that is is very apparent and very easy once you've got the name and you understand who you're talking with. You would also know who's not safe for you. So there are certain things oh, that show up in a name like who's a liar, who who's a thief, who's a psychopath, um, you know, who's trouble. Um, all of that shows up in a name. So it's really interesting. I have a client that I was just talking to before we got on the radio show today, and she had started dating somebody new. And I said, well, there's this one combination in the name that just watch out for it and see how it presents itself. And she was just telling me, oh, my gosh, has that ever come out? And I had always said, watch for it. It may bother you. It may not, you know, Mm. but 
just to be aware. And so she decided after quite a while of, of seeing this person that that one quality keeps coming up over and over again. And it, it is bothersome, you know, and she says, wow, was I forewarned. And I always say, call me before you fall in love. Cause once you <laughs> fall in love, you don't want to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's Yeah. You good know point. what? That's really, really good point for sure. <laughs> so when we're talking about nameology, we're also talking about the study of the placement of the letters in a name and how they interact with each other. And that that's what really reveals uh, the natural tendencies in someone's character. Um, is there is there a science also to the individual letters? Um, I don't know if you would call it a science. I have a very acute observation skills. And so after a while, I just observed that everybody with this letter and that placement happened to have this in common. And so I don't know if that's intuition. I don't know if that's being a meditator and I downloaded it. I have no idea. Okay. Oh. I just know that it works and it's accurate. Well, 90% is pretty good in any business or any scientific. Well, uh, and the HR firms that have worked with me, um, they have found all of them that have worked with me more than five years. We did a case study and they have found that they had an over 90% retention with the people that I would say, this is a good person, you know, their qualities to go with this job and that they'll get that's, along with people other, you know, and you know what? That's unheard of in any business. That's incredible. Yeah. And you know, that's, that saves so much money and so much uh, time and resources in a company as well. Well, I know you, work with, you work with big companies, so 90% is huge. It, it is huge. And I have learned not to say I'm curious about this because then the person will hire them and then tell me what the result is. And I go, no, that skews my, just because I'm curious how this person would do doesn't mean if, if I don't say that's your number one, don't hire them. You know, <laughs> so I've learned not to say, hmm, I'm just curious about whatever, because then they get curious too. And, and I just really stick to the science. <laughs> well, it's been a winner for you so far. So, well, it's it been really a winner can't for go the companies. Wrong. You know, the stability in a company is so important for that company to grow. And I always think you want a win win situation where the person loves going to work. Think about your job and your career and your home life. If you love going to work, and then you come home happy because you had such a good day, you know, because you're at a job that you really enjoy. So you're matching the right job for the right person. Well, you know, I've read where over half of people are unhappy with their work. Yeah. And how sad because you spend so much time at work. Mm hmm. Exactly. So do you have a certain combination that's most interesting to you of letters and a name? Well, there's different combinations that mean different things. I happen to do a lot of uh, suggestions for hirings for tech companies. There's a lot of computer firms or technological firms. And I'm always looking for certain sets of letters. Like I'm looking for the KE is one of the great leaderships. If you have a KE, they have to come in that order. An EK doesn't work or K and another letter before the E doesn't work. It okay. has to be a K followed by an E. And those are fabulous leaders because they're always looking for win-win situations. They can be tough on you. I'm not saying they won't be tough, but they take care of the person along with taking care of the business. And they're doing the very best to create a win-win. So when you work for somebody that has a KE in their name, um, you know that everything they're doing is they're looking out for you at the same time they're looking out for the company. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating. Tech, for a tech firm, you want somebody who's logical and that has a good memory. And you want that deductive reasoning skill where they can go step by step. Now, there's always two or three ways of getting a combination that will work. But my favorite way for a tech firm is the ON. Okay, because that okay. ON combination, like Sharon in that name, it says you're, you're logical, you're deductive, you have step-by-step -step approaches. Uh, one of the firms they were almost doubling their staff. They'd gotten this big contract and they were going to double their staff. And then they asked me to come out and help them hire because you could really change the whole atmosphere of a business if all of a sudden half your people are new. Mm -hmm. And sure. so in that process, again, it was a tech firm. We hired like seven or eight Brandons because I always want to check the last name and make sure it's not messing up the first name, right? Because <laughs> the last okay. name is your environment. So that somebody didn't screw with them and mess up this really great tech name for Brandon. And it was so funny because uh, two years later, 
uh, when they went to hire again, one of the head people that one of the team leaders said, please don't hire us another Brandon because there's too many of them. <laughs> and I said, yeah, but they're all working out really well, aren't they? And she goes, yeah, but that's beside the point. I go, give them nicknames. <laughs> really? Oh my gosh. Well, you know, so you can't be too far off because Elon, Elon, I can't say it right. Tesla, um, has all those qualities and he's going off to space with a bunch of guys that aren't, uh, experienced at going into space. Right. Because he's got the right combinations in his name. Exactly. And the EL combination, speaking of him, the EL combination, regardless if it's at the beginning of the name, like for Elon or the end of the name, like in Michael says that they have a really good self image of themselves. They have a nice, strong ego. So they believe they can do things. Mm hmm. That's fascinating. Um, are there other uh, celebrity names where the name really speaks specifically to um, to their personality type? Well, what's really interesting is Lady Gaga is like uh, two different people. Because in the name Lady Gaga, it's like, I'm here to shock you and change what you believe is good and, and really get in your face. Okay. And in her real name of Stephanie... It's and when you look at her entire name, it's she's she's demure and quiet and, you know, doesn't need a lot of people around. She'd rather have a few close friends and just the total opposite of her name that she gave herself as Lady Gaga that gives her all the um to get out there and do what she loves to do. Fascinating. Um, Sharon, you've got a, a, a really wonderful book. Actually, I believe you have more than one, don't you? I have four now, and I'm in the middle four. of writing my fifth. Wow, okay. Let's talk about the first one, Know the Name, Know the Person. Was that your first so, book that you wrote? Yes. So Know the Name, Know the Person is what I call an authentic bestseller. It took it six years to get there. Uh, no gimmicks, no tricks, and then it sold enough copies because it teaches how you can know anybody's personality based on their name. It's gone through three edition. Um, and the last edition came out in 2012 and it won't go through another one, but I kept finding out more and then adding it to it. Okay. And then, so that's about the personality. And then there's know the name, know the spirit. That's if you want to know what your contract with the universe is and why you're here, what your purpose is. And so that's the book that teaches that one. Let's talk about that for a moment. So, so many people feel as if they don't know what their purpose is is how how would you suggest that they start the process the easiest way versus teaching yourself how to do it is just to call me and get a half hour session i can cover that in a half hour (laughs) (laughs) when it comes to when it comes to the purpose that you discover for people is there choice in it based on where how they're living now or have they already made the choice when they uh, made that uh, agreement to come into the world with that specific name Everybody comes down here with a reason to be here. And the reason is spelt out in that first birth name that's put on the birth certificate. And then it's interesting, like when people get adopted, how that, especially if you don't know the birth name, how you can figure that out from the change name or the name that the new parents gave you. Um, And and that's a longer process. But it's always fascinating to me to be able to figure that out and do that for somebody. Um, But when you come down here, you have a reason. And you even have a priority of what's most important for you to experience and what's not. So I honestly believe that the soul has incredible knowledge. And it's coming down to the earth plane to gather experiences so that it can better comprehend the knowledge that it already holds. For an example, Mm. the soul might know that E equals MC squared but may not have the experience to know where is the best time to apply it, when do you tweak it, when is there a better formula that would be more appropriate. It doesn't have the experience to go with that piece of knowledge. And so a lot of people will say, well, you're here for lessons and you need to learn. And lessons to me say that we're less, you know, Mm. and only a moron would want to do a lesson when they're down here. So I look at it and I say, we're here to gain experiences so that we can better comprehend the knowledge that we already have. So there's seven experiences or categories that every soul has come to have. And the first two are the major ones, and I'll keep hitting you throughout your entire life from different directions and different angles, so that you really get a rounding out of that information. 
And then the next three are what I call the one and dones. Once you got that experience, you got the, the knowledge that you wanted, you're good to go. It doesn't keep hitting you. And the last two, you pretty much learn just from experiencing life. You and when we come back, Sean, we're going to go through all seven of those because that sounds fascinating. And uh, today we're on with Sharon Lynn Wyeth, who is telling us about her science namology and telling you how you can use it in order to figure out people and also to figure out deep spiritual questions that you may have in your life. So please stick around. We'll be back in just a couple of moments. Confidence in your financial plan. Look for a CFP professional. When your financial advisor earns the CFP certification, it means he or she is trained to provide ethical financial planning across a holistic range of topics, from retirement and investing to taxes and estate planning, all in your best interest. So with a CFP professional, you'll feel confident in your financial plan today and tomorrow. Three letters do make a difference. Visit letsmakeaplan.org to find your CFP professional. To make a rich, smooth cold brew, Tim Horton steeps 100% Arabica beans for 16 hours. What could be richer than that? Well, uh... How about blending in swirls of sweet Irish cream? Rich enough? Ooh, I guess. Not quite, because Tim Hortons tops that cold brew with the cloud of sweet cold foam. Now, what could be richer than that? Nothing? Exactly. Irish cream cold brew with cold foam now at Tim Hortons. Or try cold foam on any of your Tim Hortons favorites. Modifications extra for a limited time at participating U.S. locations. You're back on the Imagine More Success radio show with Cindy and Thomas. We are having a really wonderful interview today with Sharon Lynn Wyeth, who is the founder and creator of Namology Science. If you want to check her out, which you do, go to knowthename, K-N-O-W, thename.com, where you can learn not just about her Namology Science, but how you can begin to use it in your own life to get a better understanding of people who you're just meeting, as well as helping you to surround yourself with people that are going to give you a really positive experience. In the previous segment, Sean, you were telling us about these seven uh, spiritual, let's, we didn't want categories. to say lessons, we want to There's say experiences, right? Categories. Categories that you want to know, and they all will fall under what I call the main umbrella of your lifetime, which is the main theme of that particular life. And it's so hard to go through any of those on air because everybody's is so individual. But what I would like to share with your um, listeners is how to greet somebody and how to make a good first impression. Okay, that sounds awesome. Okay, so this is all dependent on the first vowel in the first name of the person that you're speaking with. And so I'm really talking about the first vowel. So like in the name Alicia, the first letter is an A. But in the name Sally, the second letter is an A. And in my name, Sharon, it's the third letter that's an A. But we all have the first vowel in our name being an A. So it doesn't matter the placement. It's simply the first vowel that you see. Okay. And how we greet somebody and how we connect is always through our vowels. And the most important vowel is the first vowel and the first name. Okay. And I've written a whole book on that. It's called Know the Name, Know How to Connect. And your listeners can actually get that free off the website of knowthename.com. Okay. Oh, and very so, cool. Yes. The PDF version of it. So the, how you're going to greet, if you know that the people with the first vowel of an A, they're your workaholics. They're your ones that want to get the work done before they really connect with somebody else. So if you're meeting an A person and if you're at a social gathering, a party, you just ask them what they've read lately because they're the readers. They're the ones always going after more knowledge. But if you're at work, if you realize they're not being unfriendly to come right in and get started at work, it's because they want to get the work done so then they can play afterwards. Okay? okay. So you just take it that you say hi and what do we need to do today? Like what's on our plate today? And you go right into the work part. And that's how you would treat somebody with a first vowel of an A. 
And first ballot and A's don't have to be the boss. They don't have to be the leader, but they cannot work for somebody who's incompetent. And because they're so work driven, they'll do their job and the other person's job until the other person's job eventually becomes their job. And that's how they get to be the bosses because they just don't like incompetency. Wow. Okay. Then the first ballot of an E, these are people that you always see at the water cooler before you start at work because they've got to connect with everybody. They come from the heart where the A's come from the brain. They come from the heart and they have to make sure everybody's okay before they can go to get their work started. So you can see that that's the exact opposite of how the A works. Okay. Yeah. So when I was a high school principal, I had to really learn to go up with my E people and socialize, even though I thought, oh my gosh, if you saw what was on my plate, I don't have time for this. But I realized that they all worked better during the day if I took the time to do that first. Because then they weren't worried the rest of the day saying, how come she didn't even say hi to us? How come she didn't come over to check on us to see where, if we were okay? You know, and then they're concerned with that. Did we do something wrong? <laughs> you know, and so that 15 minutes of connect time at the beginning of the day was very important and saved a lot of anguish for the rest of the day. And so the E's also have a great sense of humor. And they are very... Uh, keen, they have a very aesthetic eye. They're the ones that if they see a, a crooked picture on the wall, they'll walk by and straighten it out because it just looks better. So you start with asking advice on colors or decoration or, or on an outfit to wear to a particular event. You can start in that direction. Or you can start by saying, you know, I heard you like jokes and I've got a great one for you. You know, it's a way of starting a conversation. But if you're pitching, you always start by connecting first with what you have in common with that person before you pitch your own show. Whereas for the A person, you're going to start with what you have to offer. In other words, the work or the benefit. And then you connect as a person afterwards. So it's just the reverse. Then the I person, the majority of I people are all about family. The good, the bad, the wonderful, whatever. It's all about family, and they give a lot of their time to family. So if you want to start a conversation with an I person, you start with family. And how's your family? Do you have kids? Do you whatnot? And you talk about the family. And like, if let's say I'm a car salesperson, and I'm wanting to sell a car to, and a first person comes through the door, has a first vowel of an I, I'm going to ask, is this car for the family? How many people are going to be riding in it? Do any of the people have special needs? I'm going to be very concerned and interested in family first so that I'm connecting with that person and helping them pick a car that's going to work really well for that family. Okay, because it's family oriented. Um, if I have the first vowel of an O, those are the CEOs. They like to be the bosses. They like to tell everybody else what to do. Um, they're very good at it. They're also nurturers. So it's not like they're just dictators. They also take care of the people around them. OK, but they love being the one in charge. And if they can't be the one in charge, they need autonomy. And so so, Thomas, if you were coming in and I was going to sell you a car, for an example, mm -hmm. I would say, what are you looking for? What would you like? How can I help you? I would take orders from you. I would immediately turn the reins over and say, what are you looking for? What do you want? Let me share the knowledge I have, knowing that you're going to tell me what you need and I'm just going to follow orders. Sounds okay. like Rob, too, doesn't it? Uh -huh. Like Rob, too. <laughs> okay. We'll have to ask him what kind of car he has. <laughs> okay. And then, then I come to what I call the universal you. And the you can get along just about with everybody, but the you has a really short attention span. And if you're talking with the you, they change subjects every two to three minutes. And they're jumping all over everywhere. And you've got to be able to follow them. And you've got to be able to say two bits, short and fast and quick, to whatever they're asking and you keep them laughing or you keeping them having a good time. They love to be entertained. So if I was going to pitch that I want to be on a show where the somebody started with you, I would start off with something really intriguing or funny, you know, that would catch their attention. Like from the bedroom to the boardroom, you know, that everything that you like and that you do is in your name, you know, they, <laughs> would would, you they, like they would eat that up. You know, it's like, what? In the bedroom, too? <laughs> you know? Um, and so I would do something that would be very catchy. Or if I was selling them a car, I would just connect and start laughing and having on jokes and, and talking about humorous things and keep them having a good time and entertaining them. Because the more entertained they are, the more they're going to spend on that car. 
okay, or whatever product you're selling. And the U's can get along pretty much with everybody. Their biggest challenge is with the Y's, just like the A's biggest challenges is with the E's and vice versa, and the I's with the O's. And then the U's and the Y's. And so, and it's, it's, when I say the biggest challenge is because it's easier to have miscommunication, okay, because you just come from different directions. Then with the Y, if I was starting with a Y, like in, in Sydney's name, okay, it's the Ys are very unique. They're very different. They have different outlooks and they usually come to a position of leadership if they want it. Not all Ys want it, but if the Ys want it, they can be the boss's boss because sure. it's, it's the only one that the O will yield to. The O doesn't yield to any other letter. You hear that, Cindy? <laughs> I did, but I already knew that. <laughs> but the Ys are very unique and very different. And it's, it's interesting because some letters are easier to purchase gifts for than others. And the Ys always want something very unique and something that everybody else doesn't have. So, so when I would be purchasing a gift for a Y, I always did a handmade something because that's a one of a kind. Mm. Where Thomas and Rob, if I was if I wanted to give you guys a gift, I would normally just write a check. And the bigger the amount, the more you know I love them. You know, <laughs> because you guys are going to put all the monies that you get from everybody and put it together into a really big, nice gift. OK, the use one an adventure. Take them someplace. Give them an experience they haven't had. The eyes always have a list. Ask them for their list. What's on? Let me see your list of what you want. I want to get you a gift. <laughs> and they don't care how much it costs. They just care that you cared enough to get them exactly what they wanted. Okay. The and e, that's the eyes. That's the eyes. The E's, um, it's beauty products, math, pro, uh, beauty. Uh, like I always think of a massage for somebody with an E. Something that helps them feel good in their body. New clothes. You know, it's, again, it's appearances and it's feel good stuff. And the A's are... Uh, you get them a gift certificate to a bookstore is the easiest thing because they are the best re-gifters. If it's not practical, if they can't use it, if it takes up too much space, they don't want it. They want something practical or beautiful or useful. But, of course, then you got to go by their taste. And, again, they're the readers. So I just give them a, a gift certificate to a book and music store. Well, it sounds like people need to buy that book and know the name and know how to connect. Wow. Well, you can buy the hard copy. It's like $17 around there. Or you can get it for free, the PDF thing, off the website, knowthename.com. Because I just want the information out there. I would like everybody to be able to get along with other people better or easier. Wouldn't that be a cool world to live in? So let's talk a little bit about um, your, is that one of your biggest goals in life? Uh, one of mine for the world is let's have peace and learn to say it's okay to be in disagreement. Um, I always say nice. that there's four things that we all need to master while we're here, that everybody needs to master regardless of their name. And the first one is the need to be right. Everybody needs to be right and they argue over it. And I think what's correct for me or right for me may be very different than what's right or correct for you. And it's okay we don't have to be the same. I don't need somebody to agree with me to feel better about myself. we got to get over the need to be right. The second thing is, is the ability to forgive or to let go. I don't mean to let, I don't mean to forget, but to let go and not carry the garbage with us. And you do that through forgiveness. And again, because of all the readings I've done in the different books, I have a different definition of forgiveness. Forgiveness is I'm willing to, I'm for giving the situation back to the universe with all the universal laws to take care of it and let the learning occur where it needs to go or the experience where it needs to go. I don't have to carry it and I'm not responsible for teaching somebody else a lesson. Okay. Love that. So I'm for giving it back to the universe. Let them handle it and take care of it for that soul. Okay. The second thing is no judgments. You can have preferences, but judgments keep us in duality. And it separates us one from another instead of having us join together and realize that we're all here together. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the fourth thing is to become the non-emotional observer. And especially with all the politics that's happening today, people are so uptight and they, some people, and they get so emotionally, ah, you know, mm-hmm. and whatever. And there's no reasoning. 
And I just think, just observe what's going on. Just become the non-emotional observer. You don't have to like it. You don't have to hate it. You don't have to feel anything about it. You're just observing what's happening. And if you can become the non-emotional observer, then you can handle all kinds of situations with so much more ease because your emotions aren't all over the place. Now, is that in any of your books? Um, it's in one that's that I've got the whole outlet, the whole outline for. Um, I'm I'm writing a book. First, I have to finish um, know the name, know the health, because your health predispositions are in your name, and that one hopefully will be coming out in two to three months. And then the next Great one that timing. I've done the whole <laughs> the next one that I've done the whole outline for is um, I'm not going to give away my great title for it yet, um, but it's literally all the odd chapters are principles to live by or collective things that all the religions agree upon, you know, that kind of spiritual knowledge. And then the even chapters is how do you apply this? How does this show up in your life? Because if you can't apply it right away, then what good is it to know that? Oh my. Well, Sharon, I don't know what else to tell you other than I think this is some of the most valuable information uh, all in one little short segment that I've ever heard. And, uh, you know, if you're listening today, you know, <laughs> this might be something you want to go back and listen to twice because that was really incredible. Sharon, that was uh, in- incredible, not just information about how to do something, but also there the, some of the really big whys really stuck out for me there. So do stick around with us. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes on the Imagine More Success radio show. For confidence in your financial plan, look for a CFP professional. When your financial advisor earns the CFP certification, it means he or she is trained to provide ethical financial planning across a holistic range of topics, from retirement and investing to taxes and estate planning, all in your best interest. So with a CFP professional, you'll feel confident in your financial plan today and tomorrow. Three letters do make a difference. Visit letsmakeaplan.org to find your CFP professional. Thanks for joining us today on the Imagine More Success radio show. We're so glad that you continue with us today. In our previous segments, we've been getting some really serious knowledge and entertainment from Sharon Lynn Wyeth. She's a best-selling author and an international namology expert. Namology is actually the name of the science which she created, which allows you to know the person that you're meeting, to get to know how to connect with them, and also even know more about your own spiritual journey. Uh, Sharon, you've done incredible work for people and for companies and you've been seen all over tell us a little bit about the radio show that you have uh i i started a fairly new radio show it's on ohm times network and i started this past january because every other radio show it has its time frame that it works and then it's like the energy runs out or my interests change and so the radio show i have now is called luminescence common sense spirituality And we're really talking about the spiritual principles and things, uh, different perspectives from the different faiths around the world. And the whole goal is, I feel like the foundations of spirituality and religion is very well understood on this planet. And yet, where's your next step? Where's the advanced thought? Where do you go to learn more? And again, if you can't apply it, why do it? Why learn it? You know, I want to be, I'm very practical oriented. And so... I have some incredible uh, people on with their own gifts and talents as guests, and we talk about various concepts and how to apply those concepts in your life, and let's go to the next level, and let's become more conscious. So the whole goal, every radio show, is how do we get more conscious? Wow, that's beautiful. Very, very cool. And uh, it's called and it's called Luminescence is the name. Luminescence, of the- common sense spirituality, and it's on on Thursdays on Ohm Times, and it is at twelve noon uh, Pacific time and three p.m. Eastern time. Very cool. And 
Uh, Cindy, you, you had a question. I was just going to ask, where can we listen to that? Um, the easiest way is just to go to OM, O-M, times, T-I-M-E-S dot com, and then forward slash I-O-M. Or you just go to knowthename.com, go to the radio show, and there's a, there's a you can go to the, the link that has all the archives or the link for the show. Cool. <laughs> Sharon, in the past year, obviously, there's been a lot of challenges in the world, especially dealing with pandemic and whatnot. Is there, was there a... A specific thing or time that came up for you where nameology worked to help someone in a in a way you just just didn't expect because the circumstances were so very different. Well, I had my whole schedule traveling and presenting this at different conferences and with businesses and being sponsored different places to see individuals, and I was not going to be home for almost a solid year, and all of a sudden all of it got canceled. And so it was it was very interesting moving on to online. But I look at every challenge as an opportunity for growth. You know, we have a chance to grow in a way that we didn't plan on growing or didn't think we'd be able to do. But here the opportunity has presented itself. And so um, a lot of people have called in because they're getting what I call cabin fever or island fever. You know, like if you're on an island, there's only so many places to go. But now it's like cabin fever. And it's interesting because your name says, again, what you've chosen to experience while you're here and how to go about doing it. And so it's nice to be able to look at somebody's name and say, have you started in this direction yet? You could actually jumpstart and do this much at home so that when this opens up for your world, because the timing's in your name, you'll be that much further ahead and you'll be able to do this now while you have the time. You know, and it's also That's how do you handle cool. the stress? Because different letters contain stress. Like for an example, an RT combination like in Robert. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, an RT, it actually shows up more often than you would think. And that's a perfectionist need. And everything has to always be perfect. And and so we talk about when is good good enough? When can you let it go? Because if you're working from home, you always want to keep it going and going and going. And there's got to eventually be a stop and go do something else. (laughs) So it's, it's, you know, and that can cause a lot of stress that need to be perfect or to have everything perfect. And, and so we can talk about that. And what I really like, um, Cindy and Thomas is that solutions are in your name, just like the challenges, just like your goals, all the solutions are sitting right there for you. Now, that is the best part of what you said today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For everybody. For everybody. And God knows today we need lots of solutions across the board. You know, I joke. I got my uh, bachelor's degree in math, and so I got my BS, and then, of course, I have my master's. But I always j- joke and say I really didn't get a BS. I got a PS for problem solving. for sure sure. well and they they don't really teach that in schools i have found no i have my fourth book is about problem solving it's how my dad taught us as five kids how to solve problems and it was always the pre-thinking before something happened and so that's an itty bitty book that's called what happens when and i give you scenarios and then i say what would you do and then i give you choices would you do this or this or this or this or that whatever And then I give you what my dad says, how to handle that situation. And then I let you know how it showed up in my life and how I was so grateful that dad had taken us through that pre-thinking. Yeah, no kidding. That would be a great book for grade schoolers. You know, well, and it's, you know, it's, it's funny because when I was doing it, some of my sisters said, well, did you put in this that he taught us? Did you put in that that he taught us? (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's really cool. Like, siblings are always the critics aren't they yeah. well they were they were being helpful so like one of them that got in there that my sister uh, suggested was she became a physician and my father's a physician and she says you know dad used to always say common things are more common than uncommon things so always look for the common solution before you look for the uncommon. So like in the, as a physician, what normally causes that? Let's go through the common stuff first, because it's going to be very rare that we have to go to the uncommon. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great. It's, hey, you know what? That's great advice for everybody today. I think. Yes. Very wise. 
You know, I mean, I, I was very fortunate that my dad was really into having us learn how to think for ourselves and how to, he had all girls and how to feel safe in a world that maybe wouldn't ask you to be safe or feel safe and how to be able to take care of ourselves. And so he was very practical and really gave us something at the dinner table every single night to think about. It was kind of like a learning time. And then my mother was really into spirituality. So when we came home from school, when we got our afternoon snacks, she always had something for us to learn, something she had read, a class she had taken, whatever. So she was constantly uh, giving us various spiritual ideas from a lot of different concepts and keeping us broad thinking there where my dad was on the practical life side. So it was a good combination. I feel all five of us were very fortunate. And you got the best of both worlds. Yes. Because they're direct opposites. Yes, very much so. You know, sure. and and that O-N combination that's in a name that says your logical, practical, deductive reasoning, both of my parents have that in their name, in both their first name and their last name, just like I have it in both my first name and my birth last name. Wow. That's sure. pretty interesting in itself. Yeah, that... That's really cool. I, I have a question for you. I saw that um, you are also uh, involved with, I think you're actually a uh, certified trainer for the Monroe Institute. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so the Monroe Institute, Robert Monroe wrote, uh, coined the term OBE for out-of-body experience. And he was working at, radio, at a radio station as the sound technician. And to make a long story short for his story, he started, he started having out-of-body experiences and thought he was going nuts, went to psychiatrists, whatnot. And he came back to realize that different sounds in the ear can train the brain to actually map out a different way so that you can force the brain to map in a particular way. By If you know what sound to put in the right ear versus what sound to put in the left ear and the resonance it would create. And so he did this so that people could have more conscious experiences um, and have this experience. And so it's literally a way of meditating and having some really cool experiences while you're doing it. And so there's a five day program at the Monroe Institute in Faber, Virginia, and it costs like 2250, I think is what the price is now. Mm -hmm. And they decided that they needed to have a gateway program to introduce people to the idea of this and let them know that their brain works and it, they able to do this. And so they trained a handful of us, and I had gone through their programs, and they trained a handful of us to go out and be able to give these gateway programs. So then people could decide from the program, that the gateway, that they wanted more and go to the Monroe Institute, or then just get their tapes and, and feel like they're competent now because they know the vocabulary, and they've had the experiences so they know it works, and then to be able to go forward on their own. It's really fascinating. I've had a, the chance to um, experience a few of the Monroe Institute uh, meditations and really shocked by some of my experiences there. I was <laughs> really, really surprised. It was pretty incredible. And I definitely recommend, you know, at least checking it out. Well, uh, it used to take me a half an hour to get into the space where I was actually in a meditative space. So meditation took a long time. I did not enjoy it. I did it out of this is something I need to do. Like you brush your teeth. This is something you need to do. Mm -hmm. And so and then I went to the Monroe Institute because I had I was living in New Mexico at the time. And I came back to San Antonio, Texas to see a friend. And I said, you're different. What have you done since I've left? What have you studied? What have you learned? You're different. Mm. You feel different to me. And she went through all this stuff. And I said, no, 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 that's not it. You know, and finally she said, well, I went for a week at the Monroe Institute. And I went, that's it. Because as you said that, your vibration changed. And mm. then I taught an extra class for um, a semester. So I had no prep period um, at school. So I could afford to go to the Monroe Institute for that week. And that's what started me there. And it's and it used to take me, like I said, a half an hour to get into that space of a really good meditation and after the Monroe Institute, I'm there within 30 seconds to two minutes because they rewired That's my really brain cool. while I was there. It's what they do. Those tapes are incredible. Very, very cool. Sharon, um, I want you just to reiterate one more time what the um, the download that you're offering everyone, the PDF of your book and where they can get it. 
If you go to knowthename.com, it's not on the home page, but it's on almost any other page. And you can just say, yes, I want the PDF and it, it gives you access to it. And if you have any problems with it, just contact me through knowthename.com and I'll be glad to help you with it. That's fantastic. It's a really amazing gift. I can't wait to download that today, actually. And you know, <laughs> Thomas, I would love to find out how people can work with Sharon and what a typical appointment would look like. So it depends on how much time you want. Uh, in a half hour, I can literally go through five minutes and explain why you picked your mom for your mother and the benefit, regardless of your relationship with her. And then I can do five minutes on your dad. And what people have found is they have a new appreciation for their parents, even if they didn't appreciate how they went about doing anything or they didn't appreciate their parents when they were growing up. Didn't matter. They have a new appreciation. Oh, yeah, I did get that <laughs> type of thing. And then it takes me 20 minutes to go through what your purpose is here and the easiest way to get that accomplished. Because I talk fast and I give a lot of information quickly. If you get more than a half hour, then I can go through. Uh, answering questions and comparing your name with other people's names and giving you timelines for how you set it up in your lifetime and what's coming next and those type of things. But in that basic half hour, I think the most important thing is to know why you're here and what your seven subcategories are. That and might even I, be good for young people. <laughs> I think it's excellent. Especially. My favorite lately has been um, a lot of parents of foster children have had their foster kids um, call in to get a session. And in this one person's name, uh, this one foster child's name, I said, you are just a pill and a half and making your life miserable and you're making it really hard, <laughs> even though you have really good foster parents, according to their names, but you're making it really tough. You know, <laughs> it's a good thing. They're nice people. Uh, and sure they haven't on. kicked you out yet. Thank Sharon, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure to have you here. Mm -hmm. Go to knowthename.com to find Sharon Lynn Wyeth so that you can find out more about nameology and how it can affect your life in a positive way. Check out our past episodes at imaginemoresuccess.net. And remember to always realize your dreams and to imagine more success. Mm -hmm.